Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. I just want to thank you that you're getting this podcast each and every week. But if you're not, go ahead and subscribe, rate and review it, and share it with all of your friends. We're going to finish out how to discern the Jezebel spirit. And this is our third teaching on this topic. And I'm excited to complete it this week with you so that you'll be in the know. You won't be in the dark. Not only that, but you'll understand what to do. And all of this gift of discerning of spirits teaching that I've been doing, it comes out of my book, Seeing the Supernatural. And I sure hope you have your copy. But uh, we want to talk about how to discern the Jezebel spirit because it's very hard to respond intelligently to an enemy, a spiritual enemy, unless we understand it. And the Jezebel spirit is different from the Python spirit. And the Leviathan spirit is different from a spirit of mammon. I'm talking about all these different powers and principalities, you know, that you find in the Bible. Ephesians chapter six, verse 12 refers to, to this kind of construct and hierarchy. But we want to recognize that there are different ones and they require a different strategy to overcome. And so when we are dealing with the spirit of Jezebel, it's unique to any other type of principle and we've been talking about how it is it is uh, actually a spirit an entity most likely the spirit of harlotry that we read about in the book of revelation but it showed up in in two people in the old testament and the new testament two women they both had the same name they weren't the same people but nevertheless they had the same uh very diabolical qualities they were controlling manipulative falsely prophetic prideful seductive intimidating deceptive and had a hatred for authority and so we see this kind of persona in two individuals and then we see jesus remedy in revelation chapter 2 to the the one in the new testament and this is what he says he says nevertheless i have a few things against you because you allow that woman jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols and i gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. And so we see the remedy all over this. Jesus is saying about this one that the person that has the attributes of Jezebel who reflects this Jezebel spirit, this spirit of harlotry, the one who reflects it, the the remedy is actually repentance. We keep thinking that we can cast this out of a person. I don't know about you, but I've tried. It doesn't work. I end up having to cast her out, you know, the whole person out if I want to get rid of it. And that's because we've been approaching this incorrectly. Yes, it is a 
a principality. It is, it is a high level, high ranking type of spirit. But the way it gets fashioned in people, uh, typically women, not all the, all the time, is that it targets these people, it targets its victims with a sinister set of circumstances to do what? To create its personality, to create reactions, to create responses to life situations. And so because of these sinister situations, these sinister circumstances that come into these women's lives, what happens is they end up controlling. They end up manipulative. They end up wanting to be around the prophetic because they want power. They end up prideful and seductive and and deceptive and intimidating. They hate authority. That was all done on purpose. And so what you have is you have people, they aren't possessed with a spirit of a Jezebel. They actually are Jezebel in their minds. That's why we have two individuals in the Bible that actually have her name because we're learning. It becomes a person, even though what started it all was a spiritual principality. And so Jesus says she has to repent. And we think, oh, well, if that's all we have to do, that's easy. It's not easy. These are women that have these behaviors ingrained. These are their survival tools. This is how they survive life. Survived a life full of sinister circumstances. The way that they they handle things is to control it or to manipulate it because they don't know any other behavior. And so repentance is like a death sentence. Repentance feels like a part of their personality is going to die. And it, it is true that has to be put to death at the cross in order for them to take up the attributes of God, to take up a new way. And it's quite a quite a process for most people. I have a story that I want to share with you about a woman named Catherine. And Catherine was a Christian, but she didn't fully surrender her life to Christ until she was incarcerated okay and here's what happened she said she said I hated my husband and I verbally abused him and then she said I finally tried to kill him and I ended up in jail so she gets incarcerated and and she explains that the root of her behavior was childhood sexual abuse and it was it was coupled with strong family matriarchs who taught her to never trust men and and she said about it she said I had to learn how to stop controlling people and it really was all about control rooted in deep emotional wounds and fear well there's some good news Catherine really went to work on this again I'm, I'm telling you this this is a setup this is a setup to create that personality in people but she went to work on it she got convicted by the Holy Spirit I mean she ended up incarcerated and she got convicted by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit began to usher a change in her life. And so today, Catherine is a medical professional and she's a powerful speaker. She's an equipper and she's a minister right here in my church, Harvest Church in Turlock, California. And you know what? We have a lot of stories about women just like her. These are women who could not control their rage. They destroyed their marriages. They hated authority. They lied all the time. They used seduction and sex to get their way and all of these things. And every time these are women who have been abused. 
Every time, these are women who had been traumatized in their younger years, but they were set free through personal repentance, the Word of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm bringing this to you, because this might be you. Maybe, maybe you're beginning to see something in yourself, and I want you to know that God loves you. He's already made a way out for you. You're going to have to be delivered in your soul. But the good news is the Bible says we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And so how do we get renewed in in our mind? Because that's where the battleground is. You've got to repent. You've got to repent of something that that that's all you know. That's the only structure you have. And there's almost like this this exchange that needs to take place. You know, where where am I going to get my needs met? How how am I going to be taken care of? And so to renew our mind, we begin to meditate in God's word, that living word, that word that cleanses us. begin to read and speak out loud write and memorize those bible verses that reshape our thinking and behavior for example first peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 says therefore laying aside all malice all deceit hypocrisy envy all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow. Wow, so I can lay aside the malice. Okay, I make that choice today. I'm gonna lay that aside. You know what? I'm gonna lay aside deceit. Help me, Holy Spirit, to not be deceptive. And we begin to meditate on these truths, these Bible promises, and we begin to change. And the Bible says that God's word's gonna divide your soul and your spirit, meaning it's so sharp that it's like a surgical-like ability to cut things out of your soul. And God promises to restore your soul. Psalm 23, verse 3. And so restoration happens as as you renew your mind with his word. And so if you live with, you work with, you attend church with a person under this influence, I want you to know that every situation is different and you have to choose your battles. But you can pray those redemptive scriptures for them as well. You can do that because the word of God is living. You could pray it over people. And and guess what happens? They begin to, to come into that freedom. But still, Jesus gives us instruction. Don't tolerate Jezebel. In other words, you got to set those firm boundaries and you got to do it quick. Otherwise, she will take over. But I just want to let you know that there is such a thing as freedom when it comes to the Jezebel spirit. We don't have to always wash our hands of her. And if this is you, you're not trapped in it. Lord, I just thank you that you are the truth giver and you are the freedom giver and you are setting people free in their soul. And we thank you for that. Thank you once again for joining me for Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Now help me get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Just go to jenniferevaz.com and hit the donate tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com.